Today on episode 118 of the Home of Play podcast, Resident Evil 2, 3, and 7 PS5 versions, probably out next week, The Last of Us remake trailer leaked, September PS5 release and PC version confirmed, Hideo Kojima is reportedly working on a horror game called Overdose, and E3 will be back in 2023. All that and much more. Is there any hope for E3? Let's find out and get some intro. Happy Monday and welcome home, everybody. Welcome back to episode 118 of the Home of Play podcast, where every Monday the two best friends join forces to give you all the latest in PlayStation rumors, news, reviews, and that is because we are the true PlayStation fans. I'm your host, Steve. With me, I am joined by the king of platinum trophies himself, Christopher. Hello, hello. The Home of Play podcast is a self-supported podcast. We don't include in that bias or paid for opinion stuff that you do not need here. This allows us to bring you the PlayStation news that you actually need or want to know. All of our content is free if you enjoy your leisure. We only ask you to help support the show by subscribing to the Home of Play podcast, by telling your friends, family, and the DMV employee near you about the show and that they can find us on all your favorite podcast services of choice, such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Every month we're growing. It's all because you love the gaming homies, helping to spread the cause with the power of word of mouth. If you have any comments, questions, or complaints, please send any of those to our email address, homeofplaypodcast at gmail.com, and then we can read your questions on the show or alone private while we discuss all the Resident Evil remakes coming out soon. On today's episode, we have all the news you need to hear about this week, uh, which is a lot because it's June, and even without E3, man, there's a lot of stuff. But before we get to all of that, let's just discuss what we've been doing quickly. I have a feeling both of our summaries are going to be quite limited. Quite, quite limited. Yeah, uh, I don't have too much to give a recap on in far, as far as gaming, in far as gaming. Um... I've played a little bit more Mass Effect 3. I'm still just trying to fly through it, but I'm also doing all the side stuff, so maybe I'm not quite trying to fly through it. I don't know. I guess hopefully try to finish it within the next week or two just to get off my list, free up a couple 60-plus gigs or whatever. But other than that, it's been quiet. I uh, signed up for the... um, League of Legends Team Fight Tactics, the beta, so I could play the new season earlier. So I tried that out, uh, did a couple matches of that. I'm interested in the new season. Other than that, yeah, it's been quiet. Um, my buddies started uh, their own V Rising uh, server. A um, couple people have joined on that. I jumped in it, but I haven't played it yet really that much. So. Yeah, it's been a quiet week. How about yourself? I suspect it's probably about the same or even less. Uh, very much less. Uh, I've just been having a week. Um, I didn't talk about it on last week's episode, but recently lost a friend. Uh, so that's taken up some time. And, you know, between that and now there's seemingly something going on with my dog. Uh, that's causing me a lot of stress. I just have not had a lot of time for gaming. I think the only thing productive I've even done this week is uh, declare war on the dandelions in my yard. Uh, they are trying to slowly take over, and it's quite bad. So I've started the process of, you know, fighting back finally. I'm not going to take this line down, and the dandelions will feel my wrath. Um, but beyond that, yeah, I, I mean to finish Uncharted. I just, I, like I said, all the things before, it's just, it's been a tough week, so... Uh, and it feels like it's going to continue to be so. So uh, 
don't know if there's a lot of so's in my sentence, but yeah, hopefully I can just find some time or even the motivation. You know, it's, it's hard to find the motivation to like sit up right and be engaged in anything right now. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. We, uh, we, I think we were just talking about this, but by the time this episode goes live, um, I think we get the new PlayStation plus plus. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there's just going to be a lot going on real soon, but anyway, uh, enough about my Debbie Downer lifestyle. Uh, I think we'll get to some news. Let's. So <laughs> let's start with an uplifting news article here. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 forces PS4 players to buy cross-gen bundle. This one comes from Push Square. Boy, howdy. Anyone looking to play Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 on PS4 will be forced to pay $10 more than they did last year for Call of Duty Vanguard, as Activision has dropped the standard last-gen version. Instead of simply offering a PS4 edition, which you could then pay to upgrade later down the line, only the cross-gen bundle is available along the expensive Vault Edition. The former costs $69.99 and now represents the cheapest option on the market. Scheduled to launch October 28th, 2022 the first proper trailer was released yesterday and we'll get a look at the single player campaign later today at summer game fast live uh, which i think already happened at the time of recording but too bad i'm not watching it (laughs) (laughs) but anyway there's your meat and potatoes uh they're forcing ps4 owners and xbox one owners to pay an extra ten dollars regardless now so not even your ps4 versions are safe from this upgraded price now yeah i mean if anybody could do it at this point it's still call of duty because everybody else is failing miserably in my opinion (laughs) battlefield and the sports games they're they're not living up to that extra ten dollars i'll give call of duty a little bit more credit in the fact that i'm not hearing people complain about it as much so i I mean at least you're getting this campaign but like i don't know it's it was kind of it's 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 shifty like just nah i don't know it's it's not cool but then again you look and you see it's activision and it's kind of their standard right now it's their last jab before all these games are free on game Pass. that's true actually yeah so i just feel like you know although i'm not happy about acquisitions and all that stuff like anytime we talk about them but this is almost the time where I'm like, man, like this kind of stuff they just keep pulling. I'm like, maybe I am slightly happy. Like someone bought them and someone can hopefully rein this in. Cause this almost obsessive nature of like grabbing every penny in my wallet. You know, I, I just, I'm kind of done with it. Even like the whole nonsensical, like you can't even up like pay to upgrade later. How you had to actually like, either buy the more expensive cross-gen mm-hmm. bundle it's like or you'll have to just rebuy the entirety again on the ps5 That's so dumb like you have to go in expecting you're going to get a ps5 within the year because yeah. let's be honest if you don't get it within the year the next call of duty will be out and you'll, yeah and you'll yeah, be absolutely. like well what was the point right it's just uh can you imagine if you're one of those that had the hope and then you never did uh, get a ps5 it's possible and you just paid the extra, like it's possible that uh-huh. could happen but Ah. it's almost guaranteed that it didn't happen. So <laughs> did there you go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've heard okay things about Vanguard, but that's about it. To be honest, like I, I, the, the only thing I care about is the battle Royale mode at this point. 
and all I ever hear is it's broken where people are cheating and it's not balanced properly. They'll introduce a new gun and when they do that, they break all the other guns or this gun like kills people from a million miles away and it's a pistol or something stupid. Like I don't, maybe that's a bit extreme, but I've seen some videos where it's like, why is this weapon so effective? It just doesn't make sense. So I don't know. It's super unbalanced. They need to really go back to the drawing board. Okay, Marvel's Midnight Suns trailer reveals Spider-Man and release date. This one comes from IGN. Not much to talk about here. If you're interested in the game, there's a new trailer. It shows Spider-Man, shows Venom. Uh, very interesting. I, I don't think this one's for me, but that's fine. I'm not too much of a strategy guy, so strategy guy. Um, Midnight Suns release date is October 7th, 2022. So yay, we have more games coming out this year. That's always good news. Uh, but not a lot to talk about there, so let's move on. Capcom confirms Street Fighter VI runs on the RE engine. This one comes from Push Square. Again, a very small article, but in their Twitter release, it basically just says, hashtag Street Fighter VI is being developed by Capcom's own RE engine, where realism meets graffiti to form a brand new identity. Uh, so Chris is excited about this. I think anything made in oh, the RE engine is something to be somewhat it. excited by. I love it. I mean, it's... It's getting me closer to getting Street Fighter 6, but I mean, let's be honest, I'm super far away from getting it, <laughs> so it's like, but it's like, it's just that yeah. much better, because the RE engine is just, I love that engine. I want to see everything in that engine. And I think you're going to Hopefully. at some point. I would, I don't think it's going to happen, but I would almost hope that like at some point, even Monst uh, Monster Hunter oh, yeah. World uh, will That'd eventually cool. show up in there. But anyway... Going forward, Square Enix says Crystal Dynamics and IDOS sale won't be invested into NFTs and blockchain. This one comes from BGC. We haven't had one of these in a while. Interesting. It's like all this negative press that's been coming out about people getting like all their NFTs stolen, some getting sold illegally, you know, just basically uh, hacked, all that stuff. Um, it's almost like all that has uh, deterred them from moving forward, which you know, they're learning. Weird, right? What? Gearbox owner Embracer announced on May 2nd that is to acquire Crystal Dynamics, IDOS Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal, and a catalog of IPs including Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, and Legacy Kane for $300 million. However, during the Japanese publisher's full-year financial results briefing on May 13th, President Yosuke Matsuda said the money from the sale will be used to strengthen the company's core game business. Uh, there's a long quote from a couple things he said. I just summarized, but here we go. In quotes, we want to focus on creating new titles that align with our strategy, including ones that leverage new IP. The Just Cause franchise will remain our IP, and we are at work developing a new title in the franchise. Uh, so we kind of, you know, good news, no NFTs, blockchain stuff. That's fantastic. And then for those who like Just Cause, it's like a double dose of good news because, uh, yeah, they're working on another Just Cause. So. Uh, I think this is a good move. It's one of the first we've seen in Square Enix. It's so been a while. It's yeah, it's just something positive finally. So, uh, but we'll see. I mean, it, it leaves Square Enix alone in a room long enough. They're gonna find some way <laughs> to upset me. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. I like the Just Cause series. They've been they're always one of those goofy action pack ones that are just fun to play. So, and we're always talking like I rather see companies reinvesting in themselves. And this is the first time where it's like, hey, they might actually be doing that finally. <laughs> Make doing a sale and finally, then putting it yeah. back in. So I like it. 
Continuing on, Capcom Showcase announced for the 13th of June. This one comes from Push Square. Surprise! Capcom is doing its own showcase on the 13th of June. Um, obviously, everything's pretty much kept under wraps. We don't haven't heard too much other than the release date. However, uh, the director of Dragon's Dogma t- retweeted the Capcom Showcase announcement, fueling sequel speculation. There's been a lot of talk in the past that there may be a sequel coming. People are hoping for it because it feels like it's one of those games that was kind of... It, it it was really good, but it just was... um What's the term where it's like... It just... It didn't realize its potential. or it, There wasn't enough word of mouth that was spread about the game to get it like to pop off, I guess, essentially. I think it came at a time where Capcom wasn't doing so well either. So I, I just feel like it wasn't advertised correctly. Um, and just, uh, there's a lot of moves made that, and like, maybe I'm wrong too. Like maybe it just didn't speak to enough, but I kind of do feel like it has a cult following at this point. So, uh, I, I don't know. I'm biased cause I really enjoyed, uh, dragon's dogma. So I just want a sequel no matter what, even if it's me just fighting that maybe it's not even that great of a game, but I choose to believe it is. Um, but anyway, they did kind of mention it's going to be a lot of stuff they've already announced. Obviously dragon's dogma too. If it does make a. Uh, like an appearance that would be unique and i mean i could kind of still see it like there might be one or two surprises but hey we're going to see more resident evil 4 remake which is awesome gameplay all that stuff you know people are already speculating (laughs) not really excitingly but reverse might make an appearance uh hopefully we're going to see that resident evil 8 dlc that me and chris keep hoping isn't the just the vr mode although that's cool uh, I, I just think yeah, we're looking for, sure. for more story content and uh, that would be fun. So I don't know if Dragon Dogma 2 shows up there and we have, you know, Resident Evil 4 remake, Resident Evil 8 DLC announcement. I mean, it could be one of the best. Yeah, showcases I mean, for me Capcom personally. is kind of I, let's be honest. I'm a little biased. I like a lot of Capcom stuff, maybe even a little bit more than a little biased. But I feel like Capcom's the one company that's really kind of on top lately compared to a lot of the other ones. Yeah, they they course corrected and then it's like they had this epiphany. They woke up and they're like, no, we need to do better. And the last three years, maybe even four, they've done nothing but prove that they are doing better. And their financial results mm-hmm. uh, also indicate that. And they're, over, they're up year over year constantly now. And it's because it seems like they just finally clicked in. They know what their fan, their fan base wants and they're just... You know, like me and you say, they're investing in what makes sense. They're investing in themselves, and it shows, and they're they're reaping the rewards of that. In in just in namesake as well, and they got people's goodwill, and they have the money. Like, they're winning, you know, it's all easy. There is one more speculation, but we'll get to that in a different article. Continuing on. Bioware contractors in Canada vote unanimously to form union. This one comes from Polygon. Quality Assurance, a.k.a. QA. Workers at Keyword Studio Edmonton, Canada location, which supports BioWare projects like Mass Effect Legendary Edition, have voted unanimously in favor of a union, they announced on Monday. The Alberta Labor Board counted the votes Monday and found all 16 eligible QA workers voted yes. Not a heck of a lot to talk about this, but where this is kind of just adding on to the uh, article from yeah, Raven last week, I think. Was it last week or the previous week? where the quality assurance team there also did form a union. So the quality assurance people, yes, they're rising up 
they're making sure they have a future, and uh, you can't blame them for that. Continuing on, Sony's Bend Studio reveals multiplayer plans for its new IP alongside a fresh logo. This one comes from VGC. A post from Ben's official Twitter account reads, in quotes, obviously, because we're reading it. Today, we are excited to share just a snippet of news on our current project, Ben's McAllister wrote on Tuesday. Hello, everybody. It's future Steve coming back. Um, looks like we got more audio issues. Don't, I mean, it just seems like it's weekly at this point. So I'm just going to reread some things that Chris said that for whatever reason we're getting clipped out. Uh, he just sends me his audio in case you're wondering. And when I'm editing, I put them together. And for some reason, his just has a bunch of holes in the audio. I shouldn't say a bunch. It hasn't been too many. But anyway, I'm going to read the article he was trying to read that I can't uh, seem to put together in a cohesive manner. So I'll just reread it, insert it, and uh, we're all going to be better for this. Today, we are excited to share just a snippet of news on our current project. Ben's McAllister wrote on Tuesday, we are currently working on a new IP that includes multiplayer and builds upon the open world systems of Days Gone, but brings you a whole new world that we are extremely excited to craft for you. We cannot wait to reveal it to you when the time is right. I don't know. I, it's I'm excited. It's sort of. I, I I thought they the open world game Days Gone. I, I had a lot of fun with it. it. It looked good. It played well. The system seemed good. Three weeks I'm after a, launch, yeah. <laughs> yeah, three weeks after launch, but but in all honesty, like Days Gone. I, when I finished it, I didn't want a sequel. I thought mm. it was just a really good story on its own. A little long, but whatever. It, it worked. But I'm excited to see what more can come out of this uh, world crafting system they have. I don't. Did they name the engine? I don't think they did. But yeah, I was. I'm excited to see what more they can make from it. Yeah. I, I, is it going to be another horde system? I, I don't imagine so. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't have much to say about the new logo. Like in the Twitter post, they obviously right. showed the new logo, and interesting, you know, upside down triangle kind of. Uh, it's fine. Um, it's neat, but for the game itself, I'm a little disappointed. Like they basically just said they're taking everything that was days gone, but then scrapping the entire world and And restarting. And I'm like, I don't know. It just seems like someone up there in Sony had an issue with days gone. And I never even played days gone. I wasn't attracted to it again. I'm a little burnt out on the zombie thing. Um, but I have nothing against it. I love, uh, I wish I remember the actor's name, but who they mocap for the main character. And I, I really like him, so I always support anything he's in. If it's Star Killer or you know the TV shows he was in, Smallville. Uh, was he in Smallville? Oh yeah, he was Doomsday. Doomsday. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he was also in Being Human. And I also like that show. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, I was it Sam something. Yeah, I feel like that's correct actually. Um, but anyway, Star Killer, awesome. I, I like. I love the first Force Force Unleashed. But um, yeah. I so I'm a little. I don't know. It's just interesting to me that they're going to try to use that system, but in a different way. But uh, I mean, that can be exciting too. I'm not trying to be negative about the announcement itself. Like I said, it it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. It's just somewhat disappointing that, you know, Sony just has something against this series, or I guess it's not even a series at this point because it's all but dead. Well, we have to see how well they'll do with handling multiplayer as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's another good. Uh, point so it does actually thank you for bringing that up because it does feel like this is possibly what sony's been talking about like with investing more in live service games 
unfortunately when i hear multiplayer sounds like this is going to be another one of those uh and that also i guess that would be my most negative take from this is i don't want more multiplayer games like i know i'm probably in the minority i just feel like one of the best strengths sony has was single player games and although i'm not saying we're not going to get any of those anymore obviously god of war all that stuff coming out that we just had horizon so it's not like it's nothing but i just all these new games that get announced live service this live service that i'm like oh okay cool like but you know not for me yeah i mean if it's like a like a legit like multiplayer co-op story and it's not a live service then i'd be excited because i'm remembering playing days gone there wasn't like transitions between areas in the games like no loading screens or anything it was just a huge open world you could explore right so you typically games like their live service they're like they have transitions to different maps and shit like that so hopefully if they make it just based off of what they've done before we won't get that kind of stuff but we'll have to see okay resident evil 2 3 and 7 ps5 versions probably out next week this one comes from push square the ps5 versions of resident evil 2 resident evil 3 and resident evil 7 biohazard will likely release next week as free ps4 to ps5 upgrades following the discovery they're all ready to go on the psn backend the twitter profile playstation game size has tweeted out their file size with Resident Evil 2 weighing in at 21.83 gigabytes and Resident Evil 3 taking up 20.48 gigabytes of space. The Resident Evil 7 biohazard file size apparently couldn't be found. Uh, you know, let's just assume somewhere close to that. Um, all good news. I mean, it's a rumor, but seems pretty legitimate or that it could be. And uh, if you liked those games previously, you're probably going to like them a little bit more. Uh, do we give Capcom props because they're not going to try to steal another $10 from you like Activision? Hells yeah. So yeah, we do that too. Again, Capcom just knowing what to do. They seem to love their fan base and we love them back. And that is why this is happening. It's just definitely going to be more goodwill towards Capcom. And uh, I don't know. I'm definitely excited to see Resident Evil 2 look even a little bit better. Uh, Seven as well. I I love Seven. I can't play seven though. So it's like this weird thing where I'm like, man, yeah, it'd be really cool to see this, but I ain't ever going to (laughs) unless Chris is playing it. And Um, three, I still just can't get past the disappointment. Yeah. I'll be honest. If three, if, if it has like a new set of trophies, I'll probably do it again. But that's the only reason I I I can't, I can't look at what they did to my man. Nemesis. I can't Uh, garbage man. Yeah. They did some bad stuff. That boy, everything. Ah, We don't talk. Two-thirds of the game. So moving on, because I'm about to cry. Aliens Dark Descent announced for 2023. This one comes from VGC. So today we found out Aliens Dark Descent, a new single-player squad-based action game, has been revealed. The game was introduced during the Summer Game Fest presentation with a cinematic trailer, along with a brief glimpse of gameplay. They are not exaggerating. It is like two seconds. The game will be released on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC, and will be released in 2023. It will be published by Focus Entertainment and is being developed by French studio Tindalis. I hopefully I'm saying that right, Interactive, which previously developed Battlefleet Gothic Armada 2. Big grand slam right there. <laughs> it's like, how could I not how could I not remember the people that made Battlefleet Gothic Armada 2? Um, so anyway. I watched the trailer. It's another Aliens game. I don't know what to tell you. Unfortunately, as someone who loves Aliens and Predator and that whole franchise, 
unfortunately, every time they make their way to as a video game medium, it just falls apart. I mean, there could be an argument made for those really old PC games that came out, and I know people enjoyed those, but since then, I couldn't tell you a good one. Um, yeah. And that's just unfortunate. So I look at this, and it's like, hey, if you like that top-down squad-based thing, maybe there's something to be here. Like, maybe this does have the best chance of being a good alien game uh, in the new decade, but it, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I'm I'm very hesitant to get excited when I see aliens or predator. Now. I like these more squad tactics style games. So I, I actually would probably have more interest in this than most mm-hmm. others, to be honest. Um, I haven't played a lot of aliens games. Um, I know there's one or two. Some of my buddies always want me to play, but it's like, it's so old. Is it worth it? I'm, I, I just mean it by that. I'm, I'm not biased against old games by any means, but it's like, is there nothing better? Like that's where the bar is at that game. Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I think you're kind of right. There was one single player one that was fairly recent where it was like, I can't remember which one it was because they all blur together, but I think oh. it got pretty decent reviews it, I mean, running around the ship. It got reviewed it's, it's better alien. than the other ones that usually get yeah. horrible reviews or come out fundamentally flawed um, at release. And then you find out some kid can change one letter in the code and fix the game by himself <laughs> i can't yeah. remember which one that was uh but yeah that was just the funniest thing ever that's like man you guys couldn't figure out one one character i don't remember what the character was but it could be a letter it could be a <laughs> semicolon could be i don't know it was uh the character was yosuke masada masada and he was left alone in a room <laughs> and boy howdy did he ever piss me off <laughs> got me again <laughs> i got him again that's the character that was missing or there who no one knows so we got through all that smaller news uh in a very timely fashion actually i'm very proud of us uh, under 30 minutes let's go team Woo-hoo. uh so anyway we're going to get to some of the bigger articles and uh spend a little more time on those and we actually have time to spend on them this week i'm so happy uh, Hideo Kojima is reportedly working on a horror game called Overdose. This one comes from VGC. Hideo Kojima is reportedly working on a new horror game called Overdose. Reliable industry insider Tom Henderson claims to have received early footage of the game featuring Margaret Qualley, uh, hopefully I'm saying that right, who starred in Kojima's production's debut game, Death Stranding. The footage reportedly shows Qualley's character using a flashlight to navigate dark corridors from a third-person perspective but it's claimed the game may be playable in first person too. Ooh, more scary. The video is said to close with a jump scare before displaying Game Over, followed by a Hideo Kojima game and finally Overdose. An image partially revealing a logo for Overdose also appeared to have leaked. Uh, And then we got a small update to this story as well. Following the publication of the article, Henderson claimed that Kojima Productions has reached out to request its removal. If true, it would appear to lend weight to the claims made in the story. Chris, we we were wronged, and Silent Hills was taken away from us. Can this be the game that redeems all of that? Yep, I would suspect. Uh, he says, "Screw you, Konami! I won't do your Silent Hill. I'm gonna do Overdose." I don't know. I I mean, we like the spooky games, that's for sure. Um, we obviously love Kojima, so I mean, it it's already a banger in my mind. I'm excited for it, uh, and I know very little about it, but I just know it's going to be interesting. It's going to be unique. There's probably going to be some really messed up stuff in it, and I'm all for it, to be honest. It's like, I, I we haven't had a really 
yeah, there's lots of scary games out there and you know they they get they hit some of the points but there's never like a solid like really really good one like where the story's you know in it you know so i don't know i'm definitely super excited for this um i liked margaret in death stranding her character was interesting <laughs> so uh yeah i i'm definitely excited for this and uh good thing uh norman reedus didn't uh, spoil it <laughs> i i don't know i feel like we need a horror game from hideo kojima um again full fully on the table i'm going to expose my bias but like as someone who likes horror games even though i'm too scared to play them half the time um i just have always wanted this i feel like his creative nature lends itself really well for horror games and i just need to see this i need this to come into into existence i need to play this um i just think he has a mind that could really create some of the best things we've seen in horror in a long time and as soon as i heard like horror game hideo kojima i'm like yes it still hurts i wish we could have seen what pt could have been in full but we're never going to get that unfortunately it's just not going to happen but with this uh man sky's the limit i'm so excited uh my only concern and i'm not trying to scare anyone out there but is there a chance that this is the xbox exclusive we were told he might be working on because there always were rumors that he was, and it's been happening from a lot of insiders that he was working on an Xbox exclusive game uh, before it even came out that there might be a Death Stranding 2 that will, you know, I would assume be also exclusive for PlayStation. So that's my fear now seeing this. I'm like, I doubt he's working on three games. So did something change? Is it going to be multi-plat now instead? Nothing's confirmed. I mean, even this game, he doesn't even want to talk about. So. You know, that's my only fear is like well, now it's my it's fear. Microsoft exclusive. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I, I as soon as I read this, I got all excited and then I remember being like, Oh man, like I can't wait to talk about this on the podcast. And I'm like, wait, wasn't he supposed to do a Microsoft exclusive? Oh no. <laughs> I'm like, cause if they take this away, I mean don't I I don't know. Yeah, I'm really weird about this because it's like I just like I prefer playing games on my couch, but I have a PC like I'd be able to play it regardless, but it still hurt a little bit. Like, yeah, I, I, even though I'm not the biggest trophy guy, I want the trophies. Yeah. And I want to play on my couch. I want to be comfortable. My mind didn't even go to that. My mind went to kind of the opposite in the sense that they're talking about that. It could be third person and first person. And I'm like, oh, he would he would dive hard into that PSVR too. I you, you know it. You know, he's tinkering around with the uh, Sony's I hardware, as it were. <laughs> I don't think the world's ready for probably not to get into a VR space. Oh my god, that would wreck you. <laughs> that would wreck oh, you. PT, PT wrecks oh, yeah. me. I, I, I don't know what I would. Oh yeah. my god, oh, he man. would mess with you so much. People would die. <laughs> he's so he's just really good at the small details, and it's just like so in VR or just anything. Like even yeah. like years later, I remember watching videos of PT where people found out like little things that he added that like it almost be impossible to ever realize that he did but it's just like man it just makes that atmosphere and just some of the unique things he's done with the systems he's had like the whole like uh, metal gear where he's reading your memory card and and mm. like unplug your controller plug it into the second port and all man, that stuff if i have to pull out my hard drive to put <laughs> in a different hard drive during overdose i'm gonna be real upset <laughs> game memory leak need new hard drive <laughs> 
just like a whisper comes out of your PS5 DualSense controller, <laughs> and it's just like, get a screwdriver ready. And you're like, <laughs> wait, wait, what? what? <laughs> if you want to survive, you get that screwdriver. Yeah. Get ready. Oh, man. Yep. Super excited. It's going to be super unique. It's probably going to super, super mess with my mind. And maybe I'm talking myself out of it. It's too scary. <laughs> nope. I have to watch you play it. So we're going to move on to our next big article. E3 will be back in 2023. The ESA has reiterated. This one comes from VGC. This year, for the second time in three years, E3 was canceled entirely, with the ESA blaming ongoing health risks surrounding COVID-19 and its potential impact on the safety of the exhibitors and attendees. The trade body, which represents the business and public affairs needs of the U.S. video game industry, said in March that it was planning to bring back the show in 2023. And President Stanley Pierre-Louis reiterated that message in Washington Post interview published on Tuesday. In quotes, we're excited about coming back in 2023 with both a digital and an in-person event, he said. As much as we love these digital events and as much as they reach people and we want that global reach, we also know that there's a really strong desire for people to convene to be able to connect in person and see each other and talk about what makes games great. I think what's great about all this experimentation is that companies of all sizes are trying to figure out what works best to promote the product and the content that they are looking to share with consumers, Pierre-Louis said. And I think there is a space for a physical show. I think there's an importance of having digital reach, combining these two. I think there is a critical element of what we think E3 can provide. So, E3... Is dead. <laughs> I... <laughs> I just, just I don't know who's end. coming back. Yeah, I, I, yeah like, <coughs> I'm sorry. I, maybe I'm jumping the gun here, but I just think, I don't know. Sony is not coming back ever. This year before E3 even canceled, and it's, you know, I don't even think it's speculation at this point. How many people canceled before even E3 announced yeah. it wasn't happening because of all the people that canceled? Yeah. I just think, and this year everyone is now getting forced that if you want to come out, like, you know, Square Enix, I don't think they're doing anything everyone else i mean there's a few people that might have had a showing if it was e3 but now they're not going to but it's very small uh numbers there so for me i'm like uh and like sorry getting back on track i've kind of lost my own train of thought here but the people that are getting forced out of their comfort zone microsoft they they usually always you kind of ride the coattails of e3 they can't this year nintendo hasn't cared in a long time they do their own nintendo directs it's roughly timed around they make E3, a physical but, presence but they the, the show is whatever the digital thing yes and sony doesn't care and now capcom's doing their own thing like i just think more and more people and studios and companies are just going to get more comfortable having their the, the be able to control their own messaging and to talk to their own fans and do it in ways that they're comfortable with and they're gonna all save money at the same time yeah like, I get that there's, like, I'm one of the long-term fans. I love E3. It's Super one of my Bowl. favorite things. I always try to, yeah, exactly. I always try to explain it to my wife. Why does it matter? She's like, do you really need the TV? I'm like, yes, I do. This is my Super Bowl. Let me have it. And I'll miss it forever. But I just think, you know, it's the same as how I miss Blockbuster. But guess what? Can't go rent a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it's going to turn more into an electronics expo 
You know what I mean? Like it's going to be more, maybe more hardware, less games. Because I remember when I went to E3, like physically there, there's a lot of booths and stuff for it where they're trying to sell tech, which is which I was interested. You don't see it from our perspective because we just see the game shows because that's kind of all we care about. But I mean, it's I, I suspect maybe we'll see more of the small. I say smaller companies, smaller publishers, but not. I don't mean small in the sense like smaller than Sony and Xbox and Nintendo. You might see more like you know Square Enix or uh, E3 or not E3. EA, you know, those types of companies might have bigger shows this year if they jump on. The problem is, is everybody has their own show right now. So I don't know. It's like you're asking companies to like, hey, can you hold off some surprise reveals for the E3 show? But it's like at this point, it's like Sony's checked out at this point. So it's like, I don't know. It's disappointing because like you say, E3 is kind of our Super Bowl. It's, it's We're always excited. Get it, you know, get your chips, get your dip sit in front of the couch, load it up, see what games are coming, right? See what games they're going to yeah. disappoint you with uh, because they won't be out for another five years. But <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I have a feeling, even though they're saying it's coming back, it's just because they're saying it's coming back it isn't going to mean that people are going to come back. I, I think this is best wishes scenario yeah. kind of thing. Like, honestly, if people weren't, if the, the companies weren't backing out in the previous years, they might not even have shut it down because of the COVID and the potential impact. If all the companies said they were going to do it, then they might have just continued on with it just because of all that. But I think they had to cancel just on the fact that there was too many companies pulling out. Oh, for sure. So we can look forward to hearing more uh, later this year if it will truly happen in 2023. We'll watch it. I, I, you know, again, I hope it does. I would look forward to it, but you know, even if it did come back, like me and you were talking about, with how many people have checked out, I don't know if, like, I remember the last few just being so underwhelming. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to move forward to our last, not article, but topic, which is going to be a lot of Last of Us, so uh, let's just do this. Last of Us remake trailer leaked, September PS5 release, and PC versions confirmed. This one comes from VGC. In quotes, experience the emotional storytelling and unforgettable characters of Joel and Ellie in The Last of Us, winner of over 200 Game of the Year awards and now rebuilt for PlayStation 5, reads the listing for the product, which is priced at $69.99. Enjoy a total overhaul of the original experience, faithfully reproducing but incorporating modernized gameplay, improved controls, and expanded accessibility options. Plus, feel immersed with improved effects and enhanced exploration and combat. The game will be released for PS5 on September 2nd, 2022, and a trailer confirms it's in development for PC as well. So there were previous rumors that this might be day and date, but at the end of the trailer, just saying that it's in development for PC, I don't know if that means they're trying to make that work, but it seems unlikely, or what I think it is is just, hey, we are working on this you will eventually get Last of Us on PC. Which then also, I mean, we can have a separate discussion on that too. It tells me there's nothing safe and sacred at PlayStation <laughs> anymore. Everything's coming to PC. Yeah, probably. Um, but let's get back to point first. Chris, are you excited for this? Is this your day one purchase on September? Because there's nothing else to do. <laughs> Honestly, I, yeah, I don't know. I really, I like the first game. It's a great game. Are they going to be able to enhance it and 
change it enough that it makes it worth going back to. Eh, I don't know. It's good. I, I played the shit out of it. I played it a lot. Like, I think I probably beat it like three or four times on three or four different systems already. So I don't know. I'm, I'm very wishy-washy on this. Like it's, it is a great game. If you haven't played it, you should have played one it. of the best, but mm-hmm. it's, um, is it day one purchase? No. Am I more than likely just going to wait until it shows up on one of our plus plus subscriptions? Probably. Yeah. I'm exa- I'm right there with you actually. I I remember this so fondly. I have excitement for this game. I like everything I'm reading. I like, yeah. you know, modernized gameplay, enhanced exploration and combat. I assume faster load times. It looks better. You know, it's got all the polish even in the trailer. It says rebuilt from the ground up. Um fantastic. All that stuff is fantastic. But I've already experienced this. I've played it multiple times like yourself. And not that it doesn't deserve to be played. But I just can't justify spending a full price tag on this game when I've already played it multiple times. If they said it was uh, done in the Unreal Engine, maybe. Maybe. Honestly, it's just because we've played it and I've I've spent massive amount of hours in that world. I just can't spend money on it. It's just, and like I said, we have the PS4 version running at 60 frames per second on our PS5s for free right now. It's the same problem I have with Uncharted right now and why I can't justify paying for an upgraded version when I can't justify the upgrades to the price. Like the other thing, this coming out at the new price tag of $70, really? Like I'm not saying they didn't do the work and maybe it does absolutely deserve that price tag, but just, if you're like us and you've already played this game multiple times and you know, you know, beat by beat this game, I just, yeah, $70 just feels like a lot to me. So then I kind of sit back and I think I agree with you. I'm like, well, I can't confirm, but eventually I assume it will come as a free game on our plus plus service. Then I just kind of feel like, yeah, I'll just wait for that. Like there's other things to play in the meantime. Uh, I will be honest with you though. I have not seen the actual remake trailer. So Maybe it's jaw-dropping, but yeah, even if it was, I, it's still, I played it too much already, like you said. And... Yeah. I mean, it does come with the the prequel DLC as well, yeah, so. that's good. Cool. I never played it. I don't think, I've never heard anyone sell me on it, so I don't feel like I missed anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, but we got more Last of Us news to get to, and of course, Naughty Dog has revealed the first concept art, which is a trend on this podcast. Everyone just keeps giving us concept art, which always tells me these things are way far (laughs) in the distance, but in the yonder, as they say. Uh, But yeah, Naughty Dog has revealed the first concept art for its Last of Us multiplayer game. This one comes from VGC. During an appearance at Thursday's Summer Game Fest Showcase Studio, co-president Neil Druckmann said the game is as big as any of Naughty Dog's single-player titles. It has its own story, a brand new cast of characters, and more information on the game will be released in 2023. Keep a note of that, Chris. We don't even get information until 2023. So anyone that thinks this is going to be a spring release, I doubt it. In quotes, what I can tell you is this game is big. Druckmann said, it's as big as any of our single-player games, and in some ways bigger. It's got a story. The way we're telling that story is very Uh, unique to this game. It's a live service game. 
Amen. It's got a brand new cast of characters. It takes place in another part of the United States. It's really cool, and it's it's really cool. <laughs> it's really cool, and it's being headed by Vinit Agarwal, uh, Anthony Newman, and Joe Joe Pentanati, uh, all veterans of Uncharted and The Last of Us. And you're going to see a lot more of this game coming come next year. Uh, he added, "It's something special, and we can't wait to show it to you." Well, Chris. Last of Us Factions, I was supposed to come out with The Last of Us Part 2 that then later they took away and said, no, it's not going to be a part of this no longer. Uh, you just have to buy it standalone as a separate experience. And then it sounds like they've done a lot of work to expand it and make it the best live service game that you could <laughs> think it is. I, at first, I was, uh, I, was, I was tricked. I didn't think it was going to be that because it's Naughty Dog and you just don't, I don't think you expect it, but it's like, Oh, they're they're covering this up. It's gonna be one of those secretive live service games that you're just not expecting to come from them, I think. And uh yeah. slap right in the face. It, it it's gonna be a live yeah. service game. I, I'm surprised. It's go- from my, this is just me and maybe I'm being a little too harsh, but what popped up in my head to try to like imagine what this could be is I'm just seeing the division with clickers. I mean, I assume you'll fight other human enemies as well, but I'm just saying they'll be rolled in somewhere, and it's a little worrisome. Um, that doesn't excite me. Now, I'm purely speculating and coming up with these hypothetical situations in my head, but yeah, I don't know. A Last of Us live service. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of The Last of Us Part Two. I think it grew in some ways. The gameplay was there. The AI was really good. Um, I just thought it was the story, which is the biggest component of those games for me anyway. And I just thought that was lacking. Um, I just didn't click with it whatsoever. So I still hold the, you know, part one, as they call it to a higher standard. Uh, so yeah, just getting a live service of this doesn't really speak to me, but again, like I always say, I'm not the live service guy. These games aren't meant for me. Uh, so I'm not going to crap all over them before they even come out either. Um, I just, you know, I just don't have an excitement for this. I, I mean, I'm, I yeah, I'm pretty you're similar. In my that. mind, I'm picturing Last of Us, but very similar to The Division, like you mentioned. It's it's already kind of got the same sort of city structure sort of type thing. You might get a little yeah. bit more wilderness stuff than The Division, but I mean, that's what I'm picturing in my mind. The fact that they're putting a whole story into it, sure. Like, am I... I'm, and I, I like that, but then it's just like, I don't know, I just... you Like, yeah. The Division has story destiny has story but it, they always just feel like shallow or secondary yeah, like surface. you know what i'm trying to say like any of these live service they all like even anthem had a story but god if i could ever yeah. tell you what that was yeah yeah i'm not too sure what their their plan is for this like i, I like in my mind i'm like oh is last of us gonna be fun where you're constantly trying to get better gear and get that gear score higher it's like, oh, you walked into an area where a clicker is like way too high gear score level for you and it just murders you. <laughs> like, it's like, ah, yeah. I don't want that. I like the the more realistic nature of the originals. And like, you know, you, you get that perfect headshot and it's like, yeah, boom. It just feels great. But is it going to feel the same in yeah. this type of live service game? I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh, I know. Bullet, sponge clickers yeah that's they're not made for that they're made for shiving them in the back unless they're the really annoying silent ones that would stalk you that i hated with such a passion 
worst part of the game on in both games. <laughs> I hate them so much. Ah, uh, so we have that to look forward to, Chris. Another live well, service game. We so, know what Sony's, you know, tr- Sony's. It's, it's on their to do list. So, I mean, at least it's a. At least it's a. They haven't been quiet about yeah, it. Yeah, at least, so at least like they a, warned us. Triple A title that they're trying to make into a live service. So it's better yeah. than creating something brand new, I guess, and having it fail miserably. Wow, we're gonna find out another triple A project. Naughty Dogs, Neil Druckmann working on new PS5 project. This one comes from Push Square. Not a big article here, but, you know, let's speculate. Neil Druckmann made an appearance at Summer Games Fest. While he was there, host and presenter Jeff Keighley then asked if Druckmann is still making games, and he confirmed that he is. Visibly awkward and unable to give much away, the Naughty Dog co-president confirmed that he's working on a new project, but it is too early to share more. He joked, in quotes, unless Sony wants to leak it, then we can talk about it right now. Uh, so that's all we got from them. Not a lot, obviously, but hopefully, and I always have this hope in my heart that it's not just part three um, and they're giving him some freedom. And I know other teams are working on Uncharted. So I'm like, man, could this finally be a new property for Naughty Dog? I really hope it VR. is. VR. Make something new in the VR scape. I mean, it's not a possibility, but I just feel like Neil Druckmann's like a big name at sony now so i kind of feel like a new ip just makes the most sense i mean it's either part three the last of us part three or a new ip but i would just really like a new ip like i said i'm always interested in what these people can do when they try new things like you know try a fantasy game or a sci-fi game just do something totally different flip flip the script let's get crazy let's get loose and 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 let's be honest we're done with last of us for us anyway where uh, they made one too many <laughs> amen so anyway we'll get out of heavy speculation and move on to review roundup what is review roundup that is when we get the metacritic scores for you for games that recently released except there were none except for whatever reason only on pc so here you go the quarry on pc for some reason consoles don't have any reviews yet which is also kind of concerning at the same time Hopefully this isn't another cyberpunk <laughs> like on the horizon. Uh, so anyway, the quarry on PC is sitting at an 80 on the Metacritic, 44 positive reviews, 12 mixed, zero negative. Uh, that's fantastic. I'm hearing a lot of people comparing it, saying it's as good as Until Dawn. Fantastic. I am so happy to see possibly Supermassive's return into making good AAA titles uh, You know, in the, in the way they make games, these narrative-driven, uh, almost movie, playing a movie kind of... I, I don't... I lack the terminology how we categorize those but man do i love them and this one sounds like it's great and as long as uh console reviews uh also you know have the same rough score and it, it's performing well then yeah, I think uh, so i'll too. probably be buying it's, this uh sounds like it's doing good and this type of game is what we play a lot okay so we're gonna move on to the last bit of the show which is homework what is homework homework is when we don't have enough time in the show to get through everything that happened this week so we give you the article headlines, where you can find those articles, and then you go educate yourselves. So we're starting with maxing out a Diablo Immortal character could reportedly cost up to $110,000. This one comes from VGC. Yes, you heard me correctly. Blizzard is doing what Blizzard does, which is what Activision does, which is take everything out of your pocket, shake it in front of you, and then push you away. But Steve, and, that's uh, only if you want to max out the character. It's like you could just pay like fifty five thousand, and like it's still good. <laughs> yeah, it's half as good, but you know who cares? 
I, I just, man, whatever. I'm so done. I'm so happy. I'm never playing this game. I'm never stalling on my phone, my PC. I don't care. Hearing this, I'm just, there's no way I could in good conscience support this. So I don't even care. Yes, you don't have to buy these things, but no, 100%. I don't care. This I'm not supporting Disappointing. This. And I think it puts more tarnish on Diablo 4 for when that comes out. Because I feel like it's going to be, it's not going to be as bad, but it's still not going to be great. Let's be honest. My only hope is that gets pushed back so far that Microsoft can save it. Good point. Oh my god, PS5 horror game abandoned is mired in controversy yet again. This one comes from Kotaku. So I found three news sites now that are talking more about what we discussed last week. But instead, I didn't add it to the show because it's still a lot of hearsay. Um, I can't, you know, nobody seems to be able to fully confirm. They just think they're talking to these people. So I just don't want to go overboard and then it ends up being you know, wrong. And then I feel like we're doing a disservice to people that, that don't have bad intentions. And then I just don't want people jumping on them. If again, this is that weird thing where I don't like to talk about things until people are proven guilty. Right. Um, but if you are interested, Kotaku has another article kind of talking about what GameSpot talked about. And I can't remember the other side I found us. Uh, I think I linked you to Chris, but anyway, there's a lot of controversy here. So, uh, you know, if you are interested, take a look. Just remember, this is a lot of hearsay. So, well, yeah, even you know, don't even last week we didn't really we just touched on the article. We didn't even really talk about it. I think we're waiting for m- yeah. more to come out on it. Just I think we're at this point we're overly invested in it, just because of yeah. Well, and there's just too many shadow people, right? Like you can't. Nobody wants to come into the light and actually confirm if they're part of this, if they're a real human being, and that's my problem. Is it could very well just be someone who claims to be somewhere in the development. And they're just trying to stir the pot. And yeah. that's why I just don't want to be a part of it until, you know, I mean, honestly, time will just tell us because if this article's true and they are just pissing time away, then, you know, like one uh, quip I saw was something like he spends more time playing like rainbow six siege than working on the game. And I'm like, okay, like, but is that confirmed? Is there any way to confirm that? I don't know. Anyway, moving on, Bloober Team's Layers of Fear announced coming to PS5 in 2023. This one comes from Push Square. I've never played Layers, Layers of Fear, but I haven't heard bad things either. Like I, It's something I could check out in the future. I have nothing against it, so maybe I'm a little optimistic. You know, yay. Uh, Saints Row Boss Factory out now on PS5, PS4 lets you make your character ahead of launch. This one comes from Push Square. Something that Chris might be interested yeah, in. Yeah, I'm making a squinty face because I'm interested. Because um, I, I, I've been trying to rank what I'm excited for, and the bar is kind of low right now. So Saints Row is actually on that bar just because I, I just tend to have a lot of fun playing it. So I might do this just because I'm bored. Nothing wrong with a fun game. The Callisto Protocol will have exclusive PlayStation content at launch. This one comes from Push Square. Hopefully it's good content that has a purpose. Otherwise, if it's like one extra <laughs> a, game. A yeah, costume and a b- background. Yeah. Battlefield 2042 players. It's, it says players plural, but does that confirm that there's more than one? Are unable to play the game as season one launches. This one comes from VGC. Obviously, that's not the full title, and I added a little bit of joke in the middle there, but moving on. Saudi Arabia acquires one billion stake in Embracer Group. This one comes from GameIndustry.biz. I believe, if I recall correctly, that's like an 8% uh, of the company. So it's a sizable amount. Like, don't get me wrong. A little 
scary, but at the same time, really interesting to me because Embracer Group's like one of the only companies that uh, came out in their financials yeah. and actually took a loss this past year. So it's interesting that they would, I mean, again, maybe they think there's great gains in the future, near future. God of War Ragnarok 2023 delay seemingly debunked. This one comes from Push Square. So this one is just hot. There was a rumor going around. Apparently, a fake insider was saying like, oh yeah, it's definitely getting pushed back. But Jason Schreier actually then said that he recently talked to people that should know and they're coming back and saying, no man, like not, we don't know that. So how could someone else? So I don't know. Hopefully that's true. Hopefully you're still getting a 2022. Would be an interesting year if PlayStation was going to release Ragnarok and The Last of Us Part 1 remake or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, both in the holiday season area window. We will always trust in Jason. Except Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. He did yeah. me a real dirty on that one. Uh, I'll let you read this last one. Okay, The Last of Us 2 has sold a not-so-impressive, and yes, I'm definitely rephrasing the article, 10 million copies on PS4. This one comes from Push Square. The reason, the, the real article is The Last of Us has sold an impressive, but let's face it, I don't know if that's actually impressive. Like, maybe it is for Naughty Dog. I, even then, I, I wonder. But anyway, the reason I say this is because, in comparison, God of War sold over 10 million units in just over a year. So that, it took Last of Us twice the amount of time to do what God of War did, which is interesting. And then even more powerful was uh, I found an article, and again, just trying to you know compare all this, Spider-Man PS4 sold 20 million units in under two years. So, I mean, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, I, that argument could be made, but then, you know, God of War, I think, is the most interesting. Uh, so that's why I find it funny that PlayStation's trying to, you know, be like, oh, no, this is really impressive. And I'm like, well, even Horizon sold over 10 million. I thought it might even be yeah. working on 20 million at this point. So I'm like, actually, Last of Us 2 sounds like it's not, it's definitely by no stretch of the magic. I know there's tons of companies that would love to get those kind of numbers, but just when you're talking about, like, the top echelon of play Sony games. I just don't know if that's truly yeah, that impressive. I, I kind of agree with you. I, I mean, there's us kind of being the, on the side where we just overall weren't happy with the game anyway. So maybe we're a little down on it, but it's still the numbers, the numbers don't lie. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's been a while and Spider-Man popped off and even got a war. I mean, it's arguably God of War has got more kind of renown in the sense that. Can I hit you? Can I hit you with another one? I just uh, this just popped up because what released around the same time as Last of Us Part Two? Last of Us Part Two, uh, Miles Morales. No, no, uh, I can't remember. Ghost. Ah, Ghost of Tsushima. What were those numbers? So this article, this article, Chris posted January fifth, twenty twenty two. Ghost of Tsushima has sold over 8 million copies. So half a year less time than it, like they were. So I wouldn't doubt if Ghost is probably at near 10. So yeah. I'm like, that's pretty. And that's, and that's a new IP. So that's my thing. Like, is it really this impressive? Because it's like a lot of Sony games. Like, I'm actually more surprised that Last of Us 2 isn't higher. But again, I do think I blame a lot of that on Truckman and all the controversy and the leaks. And, you know, I let all that fall where it wants. but. I'm just going to take it. I'm just giving you guys the news. I'm not going to try to sway anyone. Just, I don't know if it's really that impressive. So there you go. Uh, but anyway, that's it. That's everything for the show this week. We actually did it in an actual timely fashion for once. Uh, 
man, does that feel good? It's definitely going to feel good editing. Uh, so anyway, thank you guys for your time. It's your most valuable currency. The fact that you give it to any of us humbles us deeply. It's amazing. And we love building this community with you guys. So until next Monday, all we have left to do is say goodbye. Goodbye now. Goodbye now.